Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, living very near to where it all kicked off is Alison McCarthy, who's from Montanati. But, Alison, you've been living up there for quite a number of years now, and you're in North St. George's Street, so you, you'd walk past the school where this happened quite frequently, would you? Good morning. Hi, good morning, PJ. Um, yeah, so I live on North Great Georgia Street, which is the next street over from where the incident happened yesterday afternoon. And yeah, I would walk that street four or five times a day. It's um, the block that I would normally do with my dog. So I would do it regularly. And I had actually been on that street only like five or 10 minutes before. Well, obviously, we don't know the exact minute, but around that time um, mm-hmm. yesterday afternoon. Mm-hmm. What did you what was the first you heard of it? I walked up that street to get to an appointment and my appointment was at half one. So it was around that time. And after my appointment, I looked at my phone and I saw the news article from RTE and I couldn't believe it that that was the street that I live so close to. And then I started getting loads of texts and phone calls from people who knew where I lived and were like, are you okay? I saw what happened. Can't believe it. Um, And I was just in shock. And I went home um, and quickly changed because I had a meeting at three. So I actually ended up walking past that street again and then I saw it all blocked off and um, there was loads of police everywhere and um, I was walking down O'Connell Street so I was kind of walking down Parnell Street and taking a left and I just mm. kind of turned my head to the right to look and I actually knew at that point that there was, um, the atmosphere was really tense. There was like crowds gathered and loads of really young boys and late late teens early 20s um on bikes and scooters and they were shouting and roaring and there was a lot of like racial slurs being thrown around and at that point like I, I'm to be honest I'm not even sure now if we if we know who 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 did it but at that point they had pretty much jumped to their conclusions over who they thought was responsible mm. and I went down O'Connell Street to um a meeting with a business owner and she's actually Brazilian and I said to her oh my god did you see what's happened on O'Connell Street and she was like no and I said to her you need to be careful because like the atmosphere is really tense and just like watch out for yourself like when you're walking home or whatever and um, she texted me actually um, later on and she left at seven and it had just kind of kicked off at that point and she was hiding in the bathrooms in McDonald's on O'Connell Street because she was so scared yeah it was really bad and I don't know. At that point, I kind of thought that it was going to cool off. And like, I don't know, I kind of thought the crime scene would be cleared up in a couple of hours. And I didn't really like I walked I didn't walk back up O'Connell Street to go home. I went up um, 
Marlborough Street, which is the next street over. So I didn't really see it. And then later on that evening, I went over to Dublin too for dinner. And it was only, and again, I, I didn't know the riots were happening at that point. And it was, I was walking home and I walked into it. And that's when I kind of saw it all happening and I couldn't believe it. And I was on the phone at the time to my mom and I was like, oh my God, mom, there's thousands of people on O'Connell Street. And I was like, there's cars on fire. And she was like, what? And I sent her a video. And then that's when the news started kicking in. So she was like, I just got a notification from RTE. So that's when it was like all starting. But I like walked into it. Mm. It was like, I've never seen anything like it before in my life. You said that you saw beatings actually happening in front of you, did you? Yeah, like the aggression from the people on the streets was wild. Like they were like animals. They were literally like beating each other up. They were throwing fences at the guards. They were like smashing up everything. There was a guy on the ground. Like I'll be surprised if he's not in hospital like or dead. He was like really being aggressively beaten and to be honest he wasn't a policeman like I don't know why they were attacking him he was a man of colour um, but it was just they were out for blood like they were out to cause war like they were and everyone keeps asking me this morning was I afraid walking through um, and to be honest no I wasn't because I'm Irish, I'm a woman, I'm Caucasian. Like that was very clear from the outset that I wasn't their target audience. Like the way they were carrying on, like they could care less that I was walking through. They weren't looking at me, you know what I mean? Like they were out for for other people. And in fact, one of them actually bumped in. I was walking down O'Connell Street in high heels because I had been out for dinner and there was no other way to get home. There was no Lewis, there was no taxis, there was no buses. And my mom was like, Alison, just go home. And I was like, how else am I supposed to get home other than yeah. walking through? Like there was no other way. Yeah. And a guy like bumped into me and he actually said, oh, I'm sorry, love. And like, just I, like that was the most that was ever going to happen to me. Like they could care less that I was there. Yeah. You, you say a lot of very young people masked up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and it, everyone keeps saying this morning, like, lots of men, lots of men. I would say, like, 70% of the people I saw were teenagers. Like, they were late teens, early 20s. I have videos on my phone um, that I took as I was walking home, and they're, like... I'd say they're not even leaving search. Like, they're really young. And they were on bikes and scooters, balaclavas, mm. masks... Uh, beanie hats like they were and they were just running wild they were like just smashing anything they could find setting fire to anything they could find it was insane did you see the 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 looting start um i went up o'connell street so i didn't see henry street or mary street which is i feel like that's where it happened most but i did see um a lot of smashed windows um like a lot of the buildings on o'connell street um the cafes restaurants hotels they're all smashed up there's actually a hostel on parnell street um which houses refugees and i heard a man so i walked down parnell street and then make a left up north uh, great georgia street and i heard a man shouting that um, at the other group that that hostel um, housed immigrants and to to get them and this morning I walked out with my dog and that entire building is glass all over like the ground it's did, smashed did, up completely it, it, it sounds to me like what you observed was a mob seeking out foreigners to attack them absolutely and absolutely and this morning I took my dog out and like fair play to Dublin City Council and the guards because they have done a massive clear up overnight like you'd be walking around and the only evidence that's still there is the Lewis that's smashed up on on um, O'Connell Street but 
they I took my dog out and the coffee shop on that I go to every single day is um open and I was talking to them and there's um loads of uh, Brazilian girls that work there that are really nice. I go is there that every the morning. one on the corner of Parnell Street there, just by the hotel. Is it, it's all yeah, glass it's frontage. One- yeah, one four seven Delhi is it's what it's called. It's a gorgeous really, little place. I've been there. Yeah, it's so well known and it's really um, popular. And yeah. I go there every morning, and it's the same girl that makes me coffee every day. And she says hello to my dog, and she's so nice. And she's in bits this morning. She's bawling, crying. And she showed me a, a photo on her phone um, or a voice recording of um, a WhatsApp group that went around yesterday that basically incited it all. And it's a voice note from a guy saying. Basically, if you come across any immigrants last night, just murder them, just kill them. And she's bawling, crying, saying, like, I came to this country to be safe. I come from a war country and like loads of problems. And she was like, and I'm just so scared now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. And it's a lovely little coffee shop. I was there in the a couple of years ago on a summer's morning and like that. Now, they they open early. The lovely staff always smiling yeah. and chatting and they were interested I was a visitor yeah. to Dublin and they were so interested in I was on my holidays this was the middle of the pandemic that's a gorgeous yeah. place and they must have been terrified right in the thick of it yeah they're really upset this morning but when I was um, getting a coffee there was about five or six people behind me and we were all like comforting them they were like so upset and so scared and we were like trying to reassure them that like that was about maybe two three thousand people last night in Dublin but it's Ireland's a population of over 5 million. Like, that's not the mindset of the majority. And, like, I just felt so sad that the the sense this morning in Dublin is it's just such a heavy, sad feeling. Like, everyone is just so ashamed of what went on last night, so embarrassed. It's not, as I said, it's not the mindset of the majority. And I just feel... Like I've lived in Dublin for eight years and I have a lot of friends um, from all over the world who live here. And like that is Dublin. Dublin is multicultural. And that's like we all love it that we're, that that's the way it is. And so it makes me so sad that there's so many people waking up this morning so scared to live here. And I'm so embarrassed that that's the way it is. I'm so embarrassed that that carry on happened last night. Um, it's mortifying. Okay. You stay safe there, Alison, but by the sounds of your description, and thank you, a very colourful description, a very uh, accurate description, you were dead safe last night. You were dead safe because you weren't what they were after. Uh, They were out, whoever these people were, seeking out foreigners to attack them and to intimidate them. Corks 96 FM.